in this life, you will have trouble. Okay? We also hold true the fact that, but I have overcome the world. The purpose of lament is to bring your whole self, nothing hidden, all of your fears and suffering and pain to the foot of the cross, to lament and cry out from the depths of your soul. You might also remember that I said lament never has the final word. That true biblical lament always ends in praise. As Habakkuk the prophet said, even so I will rejoice in the Lord. And other translations say, yet shall I praise him. So let me speak to the context of this church, the barn, now. We, I believe, are a church choosing the even so. In Jamie's message, All In, he laid out the vision of the church and also the challenge that we have in finance and resource. The petrol gauge is close to red. We're not quite running on fumes, but the output is more than the input. I mix my metaphors. But that's the position we're in. However, God has already spoken to this church. When Jamie preached on Elijah and the widow, there was something that just stood out to me, and I thought, that is prophetic for this church at this time. For this is what the Lord of God, the Lord, the God of Israel says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends the rain and the crops grow. So I speak to the leadership, to the worship team, to the PA team, to the children's work, to the youth workers, to mix, to stay and play, to see four to Barn Global, Barn Ladies, and every ministry that is growing and burgeoning, and I haven't mentioned, there will always be enough flour and olive oil left in your containers. And then I call you to heed the second part of the verse, until the time when the Lord sends the rain. There is more. And then we're looking at Colossians 1, and we're being reminded of the supremacy of the Son of God, that through him all things are reconciled, that we have been moved from separation to intimacy. I believe that as we as a church continue to choose the even so, lean into this stirring of praise and cry out, I believe the rain will come. And please don't think that you're too broken or cracked for the rain to reach you. Because if you ever see a river running through parched land, it's the cracks that get the water first. You might even be the first to catch the rain. So this move of God, this call to action, is to praise, to sing and prophesy the Ruach resurrecting power of God back into the church, back into Bidford, back into Warwickshire and Worcestershire and whichever other shire is represented in this church and back into the nation. So, okay, let's quickly dig into three questions because I genuinely just want us to praise. So, first question, do we have a reason to praise? Well done. Just let me dig in a bit, though, because I've written stuff. So, so much. So, apart from it being an instruction in Scripture... So we all have breath in our bodies, so that's given us a good clue. Apart from that, if you want to know if you have reason to praise God, even in the midst of your laments, look at the names that God is given throughout Scripture by the people who encountered him. So what you might not know about me is I was educated in an independent Christian.
very, very wonderful. I had a great time there. And the teachers of this, this school were, for the most part, evangelical, charismatic Christians. Okay, great school, had a great education. All went well. One of these teachers was really enthusiastic. And so every RE lesson or art lesson, whatever lesson she ended up being given, she had this requirement that we had to get our hearts and minds right before the Lord, before we could start a lesson. Right, so if you can imagine, you've got 15 teenagers stood in front of you, and she announces that we all have to say a praise name to God. So that's, oops, so that's met with a load of groaning from teenagers, and then a competition to get the best praise name in quickly. And if you don't know it, the best praise name is Jehovah Sakenu. Okay, so if you get to... You got to say Jehovah's Akenu after our praise team. If you got to say Jehovah's Akenu first, you'd like you'd won. Okay, but I remember each of those praise names and their application in my life. There are times that I've cried out in my lament, and my lament has turned to praise, and I have called on those names. So if you want to know, if you have a reason to praise, here are the names given to the God who is calling you to praise. He is. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. He is Jehovah Nissi, God our banner. He is Jehovah Shalom, God our peace. He is Jehovah Ra, God our shepherd. He is Jehovah Sekenu, God our righteousness. He is Jehovah Shammah, God is here. And even more than that, he is described as Abba Father, Alpha and Omega, Ancient of Days, in Genesis, Hagar calls him El Roy, the God who sees me. He is El Elion, God the Most High. He is Elohim, the Supreme One. And from that position of great might and power, he sent his son for the purpose of our redemption and reconciliation with him. And then he became Emmanuel, God with us. He became friend of sinners. He became wonderful counselor. Prince of Peace. He is our advocate. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you're still not sure, Peter says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Oh, that we be a church who fully comprehends the imperishable inheritance that we have in Christ that we should be filled, we should be a people who are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy because we understand the promise of our salvation. A people who know that he stoops in our suffering, 
that he bottles bottles our tears and promises a day when he will wipe every tear from our eyes. A people who know that his word doesn't return void, that his promises are yes and amen. A people who cry out because we know what happens when we pray. So what happens when we praise? Like every other part of our relationship with God, praise is reciprocal. So throughout the Bible, the move or the intervention of God's power and the Holy Spirit often comes after there has been a shout of praise. So we look at the King Jehoshaphat. So King Jehoshaphat was um, a king and he was leading an army. He was surrounded by an army that outnumbered them. and They were the Moabites and he had no strategy, no way of defeating this army at all. In fact, when he gathered the people to him, so imagine this, you're in an army, you're like, right, it's all right, the king's going to say something now, this will be good. And his response was, we have no power to face the vast army that is attacking us. We do not, we do not know what to do. Like, not terribly confidence building. But hear what he says. When he cries out to God in front of his army, he says, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but... Our eyes are on you. How often in your time of suffering, when you're faced with trouble, do you pray, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. Praise is an act of trust in the Father, and it's an act of defiance against your circumstance. We stand defiant to the enemy and the movements of the enemy and the plans and the strategies that we have because we know that we are back by Jehovah Jireh, God our provider. We are backed by Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. Jehovah Shammah, our God is here. Jehoshaphat is then given assurance that what he knows and has claimed of God is true. God says to him, you will not have to fight this battle. The Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat's response to this is really interesting because what he does then is he appoints men sing and give thanks to the Lord. So he puts the worship team at the front of the army. You ready, Barry? (laughs) He takes God on his promise and he praises him before the battle has been won. The circumstances haven't changed. They're still outnumbered. They still don't know what to do. They don't have a strategy. But they praise. While their resources were stretched and while our resources are stretched, we must take God at his word and praise him in expectation of the fulfillment of his promises. And then what about the Israelites that surrounded Jericho? Joshua 6, 1 to 26. I've taken parts of it, but on that day, on that day only, so on that seventh day, they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened, when the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. They're still in front of walls. They're still, the circumstances haven't changed. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the walls fell down. The worshippers and priests were at the front of the army. On that final walk around the wall, having been obediently silent, it was the sound of the trumpet shouts of the Israelites that brought the wall down. Again, the people took God at his word. 
They were obedient in the strategy, even though it made no sense to them. And they praised in expectation of his promise, even though the walls were still in front of them, surrounding their promise. How many of you have got promises that the walls still sit in front of? It's time to raise a shout of praise. In Acts 16, 25, Paul and Silas have been attacked by a crowd. The magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. They were imprisoned, not just in any prison cell, but they were in the inner cell, so the cell within the cell. Their feet were fastened in stocks. And in that moment, while they suffered, they were praying and singing hymns. And it says that the other people were listening to them. And then a violent earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken. And that dramatic relief, following their praise, brought the jailer and his family to convert to Christianity and be baptized. Miracles came out of their praises, and so too did salvation. So what happens when we praise? We gain territory that belongs to God. Walls that surround our promises crumble. The chains that bind us are broken. The prison walls that surround us and minimize us fall down. And above all, our praises point people to the character and true nature of God. And when they see him for who he truly is and not what the world tried to construct him to be, when they see him and they are seen by him, they turn to him. So very quickly, how do we praise? In both the context of where we're gathered together and in our daily lives, we are called to praise. We know that there is power in praise. And so the daily acknowledgement of God's authority and dominion are key to hosting his presence in our church when we gather, but also in our homes and in our families and in our workplaces. We're getting good at this one in the barn. Psalm says, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his mighty deeds, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with trumpet sound, praise him with lute and heart or electric guitar and piano, Praise him with trumpet sound. Um, praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. But more than that, David says, Bless the Lord, O oh, oh my soul, and all that is within me, praise his holy name. Our translation of the word soul in English is kind of, it gives us a different connotation. So it's, it, it tends to be perceived as something that is outside of us or something that we call on when we go into praise. The Aramaic word is nephesh. And this doesn't describe a separate part of you or a third part of you. Your nephesh is the very essence of you. It is your mind, your desires, your appetites, the fiber, the very fiber of your being. When Mary said, my soul will magnify the Lord, she was saying, literally, my whole body, everything is for his service, for his praise. So when we come to praise, we do so with every fiber of our being and every part of yourself, and I want to say, even the wild parts. There may be parts of you that you have abandoned because they don't look like holiness. You fear that if you hold on to them, you wouldn't be good enough to enter into praise. Let me speak to the wild hearts amongst us. 
It is only when the enemy has access and dominion over your wildness that it causes you destruction. When your wild hearts are used for the glory of God and for the extension of his kingdom, that is when your nephesh, your soul, the very fiber of your being, will bring praise to him. Bring him your wild heart. So, How do we respond? We praise. With every fiber of our being, including our wild heart, we stand like Jehoshaphat and we say, we don't know what to do, but our trust is in you. In the response time, if you need specific prayer or you need someone to stand with you, then the ministry team will be over here and they can pray with you. However, I believe there is power in praise and I believe that breakthrough I'm going to ask the band to come back. And as they do, I will pray. Lord, let us be a people that bring our whole selves to you as a people of lament and praise. Lord, as we choose thee, even so, we boldly approach your throne. Would you break out amongst us? Enlarge our territories. Heal our land. Break prison walls. Release captives. Breathe ruach, resurrecting breath of God on dry bones. We respond to your call. We remember your goodness. We remember your faithfulness. We praise you with every fiber of our being. We praise you, God. We fling wide the gates. Let your glory fall.